rebuke the devourer for their sake and that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there's not room enough to contain. Father, I speak raises, promotions, blessings of all kind. Blessing over every checking account, savings account, Lord, retirement account in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray your blessings. Even in the midst of unsure times, you are a firm foundation and we put our trust in you. Bless our church as we continue to move forward in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Let's remain standing and give and worship the Lord together. this big magnificent Sunday with all these different people and you know you've prayed and you've invited and you've done everything you know to do and you just don't quite have that and it can be discouraging and so I, I know that the Lord has has led me to have a ministry not only as a pastor of a local congregation to but the older I get to try to help other pastors also and so I just want to let you know Starkville Church of God I'm thankful for you I'm excited about what God's doing here I mean it is it's incredible what the Lord is doing and I'm gonna preach something today that I've never preached before never quite preached like this before um, but I want to I'm gonna go ahead and let you get seated let's get second Samuel and then we're gonna pray then I'll let you be seated second Samuel chapter 7 verse 1 says this after the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him. He said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a palace of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. I want to preach to you this morning on the subject, God's team to build God's house. You stretch your hands this way and ask for God's anointing on my life as I do the same for you. Father, thank you, Lord. You have moved in this place in a powerful way today. Thank you for anointing, Lord, this worship team, this choir, Lord, our, our sound and media team, Lord. Thank you for using them, Lord, to lead us as a congregation into your presence. Lord, most of all, I thank you for showing up in this place, oh God. Thank you for being faithful to your promise that you said you would inhabit the praises of your people for you're here in this place today. We thank you and love you and acknowledge you for that. Now, Lord, I pray, God, as your word goes forth, I pray, Lord, for everyone under the sound of my voice, both here in the room, listening by ways of media. I pray that you'd open every heart, mind, and spirit that they would receive what you have for them here today. And use me, Lord, I'm nothing more than an earthen vessel, imperfect, flaws in all kinds of ways. But, Lord, I need your anointing. I pray that you would just anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, give me the clarity of thought and speech that is so absolutely necessary. God, I pray that you would just let the Word of God be like fire shut up in my bones. And Lord, we thank you for it all in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody in the house said, Amen. Before you're seated, turn around to two or three people, give them a fist bump, smile at them, and say, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over you today. give me just a little bit more of me in in the monitor there's stuff falling everywhere today i'm just glad there ain't a wasp in here today attacking me uh, stuff can fall all around back there if it wants to as long as a wasp don't die bomb me again today god's team to build god's house we find when we come to this place in scripture that david had expanded israel's territory far larger 
than it had ever been before. David had just completed construction of his palace. He was living in peace. And one day he looked out and he saw the Ark of the Covenant, the symbol of God's presence at the time, under a tent. And he wanted to build God a house. He was so moved as he sat there and he said, we read here, and he said to Nathan the prophet, he said, here I am living in this nice palace, and yet God's ark sits out in a tent. And the prophet said, whatever you have to do in your heart, do it. The Lord is going to be with you. We know that that night, if you read on in that, we know that the Lord spoke to Nathan the prophet and told him that it would not be David that would build his house, but rather it would be David's heir, his son, that would come along and build the house. For we'll find out later on in Scripture that because David's hand, he was a man of war and he had shed so much blood that the Lord said, David, you're not going to be the one that will build my house. In this process, we find that though David's son, we would eventually know, would be Solomon that would build the house, would receive the credit for its construction. In fact, when it's referred to many times, that particular temple, it was referred to as Solomon's temple. Uh, But yet there were still many different people that would contribute to the construction of that temple. We know good and well that it wasn't Solomon that got out and got all the materials. It wasn't Solomon that did all the building. It was not, and he was the one who led it. He was the one that got the credit and kind of his name attached on there. But there were many different people that would contribute to it. And the message that I'm about to preach, you may not have ever heard anyone preach anything like this. In fact, I'll tell you one more time, I have never preached a message quite like this one. But over the last few months, and especially the last five to six weeks, I've been watching as God is putting pieces into place and doing great things. Conversations that I've had with friends as well as some people that I don't even really know all that well. And these people I don't even know are speaking the same thing that different friends are speaking into my life and telling me. And I believe that God is pushing us in this direction. I believe that God is assembling a team to build His house here at the start church of God this is not about just building a physical building a new sanctuary although I do believe eventually God will take us there but I believe this is about building ministries and building this church and seeing souls saved and seeing people come into the kingdom this is about doing the work of the Lord here in Starkville Mississippi before we get too far into this story let's look at this story here in the Bible. First of all, we find, I want you to follow me in the scripture, if you will. First Chronicles chapter 22, turn there with me, if you will. We'll be right around in here, as you know, uh, Samuel, the books of Sam, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, give us uh, kind of the same story and give us get different angles on it. So let's go to the book of first Chronicles chapter 2 now at this point. First Chronicles chapter 22, I'm sorry, I'm trying to talk a whole lot and say a whole lot and think a whole lot and I seem to do the talking part all right until my thinking gets in the way. And First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 11 through 16 is where I want to read. First Chronicles chapter 22, verses 11 through 16. Now my son, the Lord be with you. 
And may you have success and build the house of the Lord your God as he said you would. Now this is David speaking to Solomon. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding when he puts you in command over Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and the laws that the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I have taken great pains to provide for the temple of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver, quantities of bronze and iron too great to be weighed, and wood and stone, and you may add to them. You have many workmen, stone cutters, masons, and carpenters, as well as men skilled in every kind of work, in gold and silver, bronze and iron, craftsmen beyond number. Now begin the work, and the Lord be with you. As I mentioned already, the Lord had spoken to David through Nathan the prophet, and it said, David, you are not going to be the one to build this temple your hands have shed too much blood it will be your son that builds me a house for my name however the Lord did allow David to do something he did allow him to begin to make preparations he began to accumulate as we read here gold and silver bronze and iron he had stockpiled wood and stone and put these things together in order for Solomon not to have to begin with scratch but so that he would have a head start on building the house for the Lord. Now here we are at Startful Church of God and I believe that preparations have been made here for over 100 years now. Here we sit, and I believe that over a hundred years there have been a lot of prayers that have been prayed for this church. Saints of God that have lived and served and prayed and cried and fasted, both in this place and over in the Cotton District where we were. And, and, and I believe that prayers have been prayed, setting the scene, making the way. I believe that preparations have been made by strategically locating us where we are now I think I've mentioned this very quickly in passing but so many things that I I was able to learn throughout our hundred year celebration I was able to learn that this five acres was purchased for $20,000 and that was before Loxley Way was here it was being put in as this land was purchased and this construction was going on it was before these neighborhoods were around us that this sanctuary was built for $73,000 and a whole lot of volunteer labor that the parsonage was built for $45,000 and a whole lot of volunteer labor. In fact, I've heard Pat, when her and Wayne were up there helping us put in new lights when we were remodeling when we first got here and talking about how she was uh, staining uh, trim and everything. And she was, I don't, can't remember, were you pregnant with Craig or... Uh, Yes, with her daughter as she was up there working and many that were working and the stories that I've heard. And I know how that is when projects get to that point and how many were tired and how many were laboring, but they continued on. And around a year after completion, only after spending $138,000 for the land, the church, and the parsonage, an offer was made for $1 million dollars. 
and the offer was rejected because the church at the time felt that they were where the Lord wanted them. I have heard stories that over the years past that, several other offers have come in and some very seriously considered. But the church has remained where we are today. And folks, I'm up here to tell you that I don't believe that's an accident. I don't believe it's a coincidence. I believe that right here in, in April of 2022 that we are exactly where God wants us to be. I believe that. As I told you, as I've been digging and, and looking at different things as we came to our 100-year celebration, in January 2003, plans were drawn up for a new sanctuary to sit right out in front of this current sanctuary that we are in. I want you to hear me today. I am firmly convinced that preparations have been made to bring us to the place that we are right now by some that are still here and some that have gone on to be with the Lord. I want to be clear. I believe that we are strategically positioned in the city of Starkville as a city set on a hill. I believe that there's a reason why that first offer of a million dollars was not taken. I believe that there are reasons why there's a reason why other offers that have come in and came real close to relocating just did not go through I believe God wants us right here where we are at at this corner of Loxley Way and South Montgomery Street in Starkville Mississippi right here positioned next to the university right here positioned in this part of town where I can't tell you, five o'clock traffic is backed up up the hill past the parsonage I don't know the exact number of people that pass by here but I'm telling you God put us here he put us here before that road was ever even here and he kept us here because I believe God has a plan preparations were made to bring us to this day I believe we'll continue to fill this sanctuary I believe that we'll fill it twice and I'm going to step up and I'm going to just be absolutely crazy like I was on the 100th and tell you I believe we'll build a new sanctuary right out there. I know there's power lines that's got to be moved. I know there's dirt work that's got to be done. I know construction materials are high. But listen, God did not bring us a hundred years just to drop us off here and say, okay, you're on your own. No, I believe that preparations have been being made for over a hundred years. Prayers and labor and money's given and things built. God put us here deep spirit. Spiritual wells have been dug. Prayers as a congregation that over the, the life of this congregation. And over 45 years right here at this specific location, I believe that there are spiritual. I know we don't talk about this a lot, but I believe that this is a place, a spiritual place. And I know that God no longer dwells in temples made by hand. But you study the scriptures and you get in this thing long enough and you'll find that I believe that God has places and places where prayers have gone up and places where services have been held and the principalities of the air in the spiritual realm I believe things are I believe that this is a holy place a sanctified place a place where prayers and worship goes forth I believe this is a house of prayer for all nations and I declare to you that it is no accident that we are here preparations have been being made for over a hundred 
400 years and God has a plan and a purpose for this city set on a hill here in Starkville, Mississippi. Give God praise if you believe it. We go back to our story here in the scripture and we find secondly that the Lord put the right people in place. Go with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 5. 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Kings chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. I hear a lot of pages. I'm glad. I'm going to wait for you. 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 7 says this. When Hiram heard Solomon's message, he was greatly pleased and said, Praise be to the Lord today, for he has given David a wise son to rule over this great nation. So Haram sent word to Solomon, I have received the message you sent me and will do all you want in providing the cedar and pine logs. My men will haul them down from Lebanon to the sea, and I will float them in rafts by sea to the place you specify there I will separate them, and you can take them away, and you are to grant my wish by providing food for my royal household. We're going to look at two different guys. The first one, their names are very similar. The first one is Haram. Everybody say Haram. Haram was the king of Tyre, and he had been an ally of Solomon's father, David. Day, and here we find that Solomon has put in a request. They had been allies. Solomon has now taken over, and Solomon has sent a message to Hiram, the king. David had told Solomon, we read it in our text originally, he said he provided all those things, but he told Solomon, he said, that you may add materials. If you were paying attention, he said, they're gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, all those things. He said, and you may add to this if you would like. And I believe that that was David, in a, as he was saying, the baton has been passed to you. I've done what I feel I needed to do, but you do what the Lord leads you to do. Let me just tell you this. I believe that those that have gone before us and those that have paved the way, I believe in that same fashion. I believe that the baton has been placed in our hands. And just like David said, hey, I've done this. I'm giving you this, and if you want to go above and beyond that, that is up to you. Here we sit in April of 2022, one week after Easter. And I believe that as the baton has been passed to us, I believe in the same way that now it is in our hands. And listen, we're not going to look exactly like we did 100 years ago. We're not going to dress exactly the same way. We're not going to sing exactly the same songs. The order of service is not going to be exactly the same. I believe that they have placed the baton in our hands. And just as David said to Solomon, I've done this. Now it's your turn. Now it's your responsibility. You go. You do as the Lord leads you. And I believe that we are at this strategic place and this strategic moment. And I believe that God 
God is saying the same thing to us, that if we are ready to go above and beyond, we could sit here and we could just relish in the past. We could just be thankful for what those before have done and just soak it all up and enjoy it all. Or we can do as David said to Solomon, here's what I've given you, but if you want more, you can go and you can get it. And I, for one, am thankful for what has been given to us where we have been brought to, but I'm not about to just sit on my hands here in this place and just say, oh, thank God for what you've done. We've got a good church and good people and a good place, and I'm just satisfied. Absolutely not. As long as there are lost souls, as long as there are people dying and going to hell, as long as the enemy is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, I refuse to sit on my hands and be satisfied with what we have, but we will add to what has been given. So Solomon reached out to an old friend of David's to acquire the lumber needed to build the temple. I want you all to stay with me. Don't nobody get too nervous. God will send people to Starkville Church of God to help provide what is needed to do the work he has called us to do. Oh, y'all are quiet now. That's all right. The book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 8. As the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and he's talking about spiritual giftedness. And in Romans chapter 12 and verse 8, he says, Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. You see, I truly believe that there are some people that God has gifted to make money and help meet the needs as a part of the church. Some people get nervous with that. You know, just as much as God anoints preachers, anoints teachers, anoints choirs, anoints musicians, I believe that God anoints people right here in the book of Romans. Here it is in those listing of spiritual gifts. Some God has anointed to be givers. Some God has anointed to do that. And some people have the ability. They've just got it. I don't know if y'all have ever run into them or not. I could tell you, or I'm not going to tell you, but I can tell you right now a number of people that they just have the gift to make money. It seems like everything they do seems to turn to gold and they make money. I believe that God will anoint those people just as much as He anoints me to preach. He will anoint those people to be able to make money and be able to give to the needs of the church. Man, it's quiet this morning. The book of Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22 says this, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And listen to this, And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I want you to hear that one more time, that second part of that verse. Proverbs 13, 22, if you don't believe me, I want you to look it up. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I'm just going to stand here today and tell you I believe there will be some people and businesses that may never be a part of the church, but God will lead them to give to the church. Now, that may not agree with your theology. I can't help it. I find it right here that God said that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. 
Listen, there's out there people out there, sinners out there making money, laying up money, and they just don't know it. But they are doing exactly what this book said, what God said they would do, that they are laying up money that God said, I'm going to give it to the just. It's going to go to the church. It's going to be to do ministry. It's going to be to see that the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached until he comes back. Man, y'all are quiet. That's all right. Now we're going to look at another guy in this story whose name is very similar. And his name is Haram. Everybody say Haram. 1 Kings chapter 7. We're right there close already. 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 says this. King Solomon sent to Tyre and brought Haram, whose mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and whose father was a man of Tyre and a craftsman in bronze. Haram was highly skilled and experienced in all kinds of bronze work. He came to King Solomon and did all the work assigned to him. Y'all aren't ready for this, but I'm going to give you this anyway. Haram mother was an Israelite. Haram had roots in this thing. I'm going to stand here today and tell you that I believe that God is going to bring prodigals home. I don't want to embarrass him, but I know his mama's been shouting and rejoicing. We got one up here been playing the bass guitar. That God has been bringing. You don't know before Joel ever got here when Jamie was leading the music how she prayed for a bass guitar player. Lord, bring us a bass guitar player. I'm telling you, I believe that God is going to bring in. He's going to do it. He's going to bring prodigals, folks that have connections here, folks that have been running for the Lord. God is going to get a hold of some harams, that they've got a heritage, and they, but they've been away. But God is saying, I'm going to bring them home, and they're going to help build. We find that Haram was skilled and experienced in all kinds of bronze work. You see, this was one of the largest and most expensive building projects in the history of the world. And both skill and experience was desperately needed for this to happen. And this was confirmed, if you go over just a few more chapters in the book of 1 Kings chapter 10, when the queen of Sheba visits Solomon, and the Bible tells us the story of how she was blown away by the wealth and the wisdom of Solomon. You see, this was no small task, but God had the people that he was going to bring in to do it. You see, the Lord is going to send people who are skilled and experienced to help build the church, both in ministries and in physical construction. You see, I believe already I mentioned God is going to continue to send musicians in to be able to lead work. God's going to continue to send singers in. God is going to continue to send teachers in that will help to teach our children and our youth and our adults and our young adults. God is going to send people experienced and skilled in in sound and media, in security. And listen, some of y'all are going to get nervous here and I don't really care I've come too far to turn back now 
God's going to send in people with the right connections to get things done. Some people get nervous about that, and they say, oh, but God's going to do it. Let me just tell you, everywhere that I have read in this Bible, God works through people over and over and over again. And as long as our faith is never in people, but our faith is in God that he can get a hold of the right people and send us the right people and have the, y'all obviously ain't never tried to do nothing if you don't think it helps to know the right people. I believe that God already knows the right people. He's going to send in people with the right connections to help get things done. God is going to send in skilled laborers. Already, already I've had a person after the 100th celebration when I showed the picture of the drawings of that sanctuary, already I've had somebody tell me that they will donate and do every bit of surveying that needs to be done when it is time to build that building. The Lord will send Haram's to work skillfully in the church to build his church and his kingdom the musicians want to make their way to the platform the book of Matthew chapter 9 verses 37 and 38 say this since then saith he unto his disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. I know that I am not the smartest person in this room by any means. I know that I am not the greatest theologian that has ever walked planet earth. But I think that this is straightforward enough that what I see Jesus saying here is he's not even saying focus on praying for the harvest. He said, hey, it's out there. But what he does say is he said, pray for people to help you reap that harvest. Am I, am I misunderstanding that? Y'all, man, y'all, I tell you, y'all are quiet. I'm, this is either really good or really bad. I'm hoping it's really good. <laughs> Thank you. I find that Jesus here says, focus, concentrate your prayers on praying. He said, hey, that harvest is out there. It's out there in the field, all around us. I have some demographics. I'm going to go over Bishop Mitch Corder that preached our 100th anniversary. He said, I, he said, I want to do this. He said, I don't want a penny for you. This is what their office does. He said, I'm going to get demographics. He's already sent me demographics of where we're at, our location. And Tuesday, we're going to have a Zoom meeting. He's going to go over them. I don't know exactly how many, but I've just, it, it's, it's pretty safe to say there is a large harvest within. You can walk out the door and just look around and see it. The harvest is here. But the Lord said, pray for laborers. Pray for people to help reap that harvest. I believe that the Lord is putting together his team to build his house you see the Lord placed this place on my heart seven years before I ever came and can I just go ahead and insert this right here and tell you that I believe now and I know now that his delays were not denials but was preparing me and I believe preparing here for what God was going to do 
For seven years I prayed. I can't tell you the whole story. I don't want to take that much time and tell you. But I can tell you there were times I'd drive up here for games. And I never did a prayer walk. But I can tell you there's a few times I pulled in the parking lot and I said, God, if this desire is not of you, please take it away from me. If this is not a place that I'm ever supposed to come, please, please, please take this out of me. And he never did. So I kept praying. As we were getting ready, I, I could go on. I'm not going to tell you long. Some of you know this. Some of you may not know this. In June of 2020, I just felt an extreme burden that God was getting ready to do something. A friend of mine, Pastor James McElroy in Grenada, told me that there was a time that he felt a burden for a particular church in a particular city, and he took a map, and he started praying over it. So sometime in June of 2020, I found this map of Starkville, Mississippi online, and I printed it out. And just about every single day, I would lay hands on this map and pray and say, God, if this is your will, let it happen. If it's not, take it out. I prayed. I prayed, Lord, I pray for favor. Pray, Lord, give us favor in this city. Let us see revival in this city. I prayed. I prayed, Lord, give us favor. Favor with the aldermen. Favor with the board of supervisors. Favor with everybody in this city to do your work. For a little over six months, I prayed over this map until finally the door opened. And here we are. As we're here today, I know that there are some, you've stuck through some, some tough years. And you stayed. Some of you were close, very close to giving up. There are some that have left. But I believe there are some that God is going to bring back. You've probably heard some of the testimony of, of Joel and Rihanna of how the Lord spoke to them in a chapel service and told them, go back to Starkville, help rebuild. And there may be some out there that have never even heard of this church, but God's going to bring them here. And I want to tell you that I believe there is going to be some hard work required. And there's going to be some faith required. I told you that I've had different people, some friends, some people that I barely even know, that have just spoken to me, and, and, and I didn't even bring it up. Even someone that was in the, in the in a, and forgive me, I don't want to sound upset, but listen, we don't always think of Presbyterians as being the most you know, full of faith and everything. But I had someone that had worked in the church, in the Presbyterian church, the treasurer and working in the finances, tell me, said, there were some times that I didn't even bring this up. So there were some times that we knew God wanted us to do something and money wasn't even there, but we began to step out in faith and God always provided it. Over and over, over and over, people have been speaking to me. And it's saying these things. Let's don't get nervous. I'm not getting ready to take a vote today and say, let's break ground to build a sanctuary today. But I do believe 
I am about to ask us to make a commitment in our heart to say that we are ready. We're ready to be on God's team. That we believe that God has got some really, really big things that He wants to do here at Starkville Church of God. It is no accident that I'm here. It is no accident that you are here. It's no accident that some stayed around. It's no accident that you found yourself here now. It won't be an accident with more walk through those doors. God's been in control the whole time. And He's waiting. Will we be faithful? Will we, will we be willing to say, Lord, take me, use me, whatever you want to do. I want to say this. Thank you so much to those that have, as I've already said, I'm always careful to let people know. I'm thankful because there's still some sitting in this building you were a part of, just like David made those preparations. God is to where we are. Thank you for that. And now I'm calling on us in a new day, in a new season, in a new time. Will we stand up? Will we say, Lord, I'm ready? Just as David looked at Solomon and said, hey, it's yours now. You can take what you got and just be satisfied with that, or you can't add to it. Will we sit here and be satisfied and say, you know, if we can just kind of get this building full and, you know, have enough money to do the things that we want to do, it, it'll be all right. We have a good group and all that. Or will we say, Lord, we're not going to quit. As long as there's lost souls, as long as there's people that need Jesus, we're not going to be satisfied. We're not going to quit. We're not going to stop. We want to be on God's team to build God's house. Would you stand with me all over the building? And no, I'm not taking up an offering at the end of this service. But I am going to ask the question, do you want to be on God's team to help build God's house? Not just a building, but do you want to help expand the kingdom? See lost souls saved. See drug addicts and alcoholics delivered. See marriages put back together. See people feel, listen, we're still Pentecostal. I believe we need the baptism and the Holy Ghost today more than we ever have before. Do you want to be a part of that? If you say, I want to be on God's team to build God's house, would you come find and just find a place? If you can, kneel, find a place and kneel. If you'd rather stand, stand. But I want us to just take, this is a moment of consecration today. But I believe God placed this message on my heart. And I want us to just dedicate and consecrate ourselves here today. You say, I want to be a part. I want to be on God's team to build God's house. You may have been here a long time, but that's all right. And you say, I'm ready. I'm ready to go forward. I don't want to just quit. I want to build on what we have. I don't want to just sit back and be satisfied with where we've always been and what we've always done. I don't want to be satisfied with the glory days. I believe our best days are yet ahead. That we're ready to pursue. That we're ready to move forward. That we're ready to do what God has called us to do. To be a city set on a hill.
here in Starkville, Mississippi. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's just begin to seek the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, as they begin to sing, Lord, we dedicate ourselves to you. Lord, we're here in this place today. Lord, we say we want to be a part of what you're going to do. We want to be a part of what you're going to do here at Starkville Church of God. We want to be on God's team to build God's house. In the name of Jesus Christ, give us wisdom. You said pray. You said pray. You said the fields are wide and ready to be hard. You said pray the Lord of the harvest for laborers. And we pray for laborers. We pray for fellow laborers today, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Send them in, oh Lord. Continue to pray. Continue to seek Him. Continue to seek Him this morning.
anoint us and gift us and lead us, oh Lord. And Father, we pray that you would speak. Lord, as the Father spoke from heaven, we pray that you would speak to us. Lead us and guide us along the way, oh God, that we would follow you in every step of the way. Lord, not trying to fulfill my agenda, not trying to fulfill any man's agenda, but to fulfill the plan and the purpose and the agenda of Almighty God. This is your house. We are your people, oh God. Lord, we give ourselves to you afresh and anew today. And we believe that you're going to do mighty and wonderful and awesome things in this house, oh Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. That's it. If you want to praise it, praise it. God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, there's going to come a point. There's going to come a point where we'll stop and say, you know what? I'm so thankful that we were faithful. I'm so thankful that we kept on. I'm so thankful that we didn't quit, that we didn't give up, that we didn't quit praying, that we didn't quit believing. When God is doing he's already, I'm telling y'all, God is already doing some awesome things. But God is not limited. He's got so much more that he is going to do in our midst if we will just hold on. How many of you believe that here today? Amen. Come on, give him one more hand clap of praise. church tonight. Don't forget, everybody say 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock tonight, we're going to have service. Isaiah told me he'll run the van, so anybody that needs a ride, you can get here. 5 o'clock, don't miss service tonight. Don't forget, uh, we've got uh, women's breakfast, brunch, and sign up just so we know how much food. Don't cost us anything. You don't have to be a mom. Your mom don't have to be here with you. If you are a lady, we want you to come. Also, don't forget Prayer Tuesday, Church Wednesday, Volunteers Tuesday night. If you volunteer and you have not signed up, we're trying to honor all of our volunteers. Let Pastor Joel know. If you have not already, we want to honor you. We appreciate all of our volunteers and what you're doing. You know one thing that we have found in all this is most statistics are 20% of the people do 80% of the work. But we're thankful that we found out in this that we're, we're a lot better than that. We're almost a 50-50. Amen. So thank the Lord for that. So make sure if you're not signed up already, that's Tuesday night. So this, this Tuesday we won't have prayer. I'm sorry about that. Make sure you're praying throughout the week. God's going to bless you for that. Brother Wayne, would you come and dismiss us in prayer this morning? thank you for our pastor Lord today for the message you have sent through him Lord we know you love us 
you're going to take care of us. And we just want to complete the mission that you have set before us, Lord. Whatever you want us to do, Lord, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to be where you want us and what you would have us to do. Thank you, Lord, for all you do. Thank you for your love. Lord, as we leave today, Lord, we, we give you the glory. We give you the honor for, and the praise. We have been blessed today, and we are a blessed people. Thank you, Lord, for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.